What's going on, travelers? It's your main man, Just GQ here, and you are tuned in yet again, so faithfully, to another episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. Man, I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, let me take a sip of my tea real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, me, me, me. Okay, cool. So I know that uh, we have not. Dr- it's been a gap of time since we since we dropped an episode. You know that that's partially due to the subject matter of the day, which is the first episode of the uh, Thanksgiving trip or the review of the Thanksgiving trip. And then between general trying to get my life back in order and jet lag, which has hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, we missed last week. But fret not, fret not. What we are going to do is create a three to four part series for the Thanksgiving episode because we did a lot. We had 12 hours in Paris. We had three days and three full days, but four days in Cairo or in Egypt. Then we had a day trip in Athens and then we went to Israel. So a lot of Content, a lot of experiences, a lot of personalities in the crew. And so we want to make sure that we capture all of those and we can let you hear them so that you can get multiple perspectives of in reviews of each place, the good, the bad, the ugly, because we had a little bit of, uh, of everything on this. Like there were some plans that fell through. There were some injuries, uh, foreshadow myself, but there was also a lot of triumphs and a lot of, you know, finessing, which I love, a lot of value that we <laughs> that we were able to get on this trip uh, and just overall just great experiences. So please be patient. We have the solution. We are coming with a lot of content for you, uh, and we will make up for it, you know, so it's all good. Um, One thing I do want to talk about uh, just before we jump into the first episode, which will feature myself, uh, Jules, and Allie. Um, You heard Jules on a prior episode talking about Australia. I believe it was entitled, You Can Only Touch the Butt. (laughs) Um, in reference to the koalas Uh, but Ali is a new will be a new voice Um, Ali and I'll I'll talk about this as well but Ali was just about that action when we talked to her uh, Jules and I ran into her randomly being out and about in Chicago and uh, Ali got the itinerary and booked within days from that so you know you need some of those friends but what I wanted to address was the question that I've received the most which is how do you plan this how do we do this this is an annual trip and this has been an evolution however what we have is a bunch of flexible people. We don't have a set destination. We don't have a set order. We just shop the deals and when we can find the right mix of places that we want to go and the right price, we book. And that is really it. So I'll go in more in depth on that at a later date. But for now, please enjoy this episode of The Travel Guides. Again, and welcome to another episode of the Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. This is your host, Just GQ, here, and we are on the first leg of this Thanksgiving excursion, currently on a midnight train to Luxor. 
Just got Jules, got Allie here with us. This is the, uh, you all remember Jules from uh, prior episode. What were you talking about? Australia. Australia. Yeah, Australia on that. And then you all have not heard from Allie, but Allie was about that action. So if I can start with a quick with a quick story. So every year we go on this trip. You know, we feel super passionate about like three taking three days off. You get a 10-day vacation. Um, and so I randomly went with Jules to this masquerade party ball that was that was dope um and my bad if y'all hear any uh thing in the background there's just a lot of moving parts literally and figuratively speaking right now um but we run into Allie gets chopping it up Jules is telling her about the trip and going on and Allie's like uh can you send me the itinerary send her the itinerary by a Wednesday she had booked the flight so it was just a very quick turn around on it, but she's about that action. So, hello, Allie. Say hello to Alyssa. Hi. <laughs> so, um, thus far, we have gone, we flew into, from Chicago to Paris, had 12-ish hours in Paris. Yes. And then uh, we've been in, we completed two days in Egypt. Got to go to the pyramids yesterday. How have you all enjoyed the trip so far? I loved it. Yep. Yeah. Egypt was definitely a bucket list trip, top of the bucket list. So um, I think just being around so many historic sites, seeing things I've seen in history books and dreamed of seeing in person, um, riding a camel, it's just yeah, that was, super that, dope. Yeah, that was, that was wild, even though I was a camel casualty. <laughs> uh, we'll explain that later. What yeah, I have to agree with Allie. It's been amazing. We also we got lucky. We've got a really good group who likes doing a bunch of stuff and who's willing to... Uh, go the extra mile um, and experience all (laughs) all different parts of whatever area we're in whether it be all the different sides of the pyramids literally we I think we did a 360 trip around the pyramids and the sphinx um, or these different shops just to understand what Egyptians uh, have to offer and how they make a living and kind of what's important in their culture, which was cool. Right. You touched on something that's pretty important, I think, and it's like the group, the social aspect of it. So we've got a group of total trip of 11 thus far. I think we're going to meet some people, some friends of friends in um, in Tel Aviv and on the next leg uh, in Israel. But had we've got a core group of 10 that are here. Uh, four of us are here. That's the one that I've mentioned previously with uh, Jules, Allie, myself, Dee Brown, um, and then uh, Jenna and Matt as well, who are, who are some of Dee Brown's friends, now friends of the crew. And then had the other uh, portion, which was uh, John, T-Pin, Turner, and, uh, and Ivy. So got two people who are two groups, didn't know each other, even within the group, didn't know each other, but have come together and everybody is like fast friends and able to kick it, be really flexible with the plans and everything. And what's our nickname? Uh, the Variety Pack. As we, <laughs> as, we, as we learned today. So maybe we can talk about this from you all since you all are famous. Like, how did this, how did this name come into play? Well, um, so I am white with blonde hair, and uh, I, apparently not many Egyptians see white people with blonde hair often, so oh, they all, especially children, all want to take pictures with me, and not even group pictures, but solo shots. <laughs> um, and I have to admit, I, I was very thrown off by it, and um, 
a little bit of my feminist side came out, and I <laughs> was more inclined to say yes to some of the girls than all of the boys, unfortunately. But Allie was super sweet all around, and I guess from a variety pack standpoint, they got to see people of all different colors and races and backgrounds hanging out, and so we could tell that just the way their eyes would pop between us, right. they didn't know who to start asking for pictures from first. Right. So Allie and I both... Uh, black mixed with black and then you got Dee Brown it looks like a human of the future so we, we there we got to see a little bit of a little bit of everybody uh I just realized man he's sleep but he's been talking about this feet y'all hear y'all hear from him on the next on the next leg so it won't, won't be a thing um but I wasn't super surprised just because I see experienced something different similar in uh in India where it's a similar I guess racial dynamic as far as I'm not being able to see uh a lot of Anglo folks so but either way, it was very funny for you all to be uh, indoctrinated into fame uh, and, and all of that. That was good. What's been, uh, you talked about the seeing some of the monuments and things that you've only read about. What was, what's been your favorite so far? I'd have to say so far the Great Pyramid, um, just because Giza's like one of the most iconic um, think of Egypt, that's what you see. Actually going inside and crawling into the pyramid, I didn't actually know what to expect, but we definitely got our steps in and our workout <laughs> in. Um, so just getting up, uh, getting a chance to go in there was a good bonding experience, I thought, and just, just seeing it. But I'm super, super excited. You have to have a spec to talk about Luxor. Um, King Tut's tomb, the Valley of the Kings is going to be the Valley of the Queens, we learned, or I learned. And the Valley of the Correct. Queens. Um, I think it's going to blow our minds. So. And that's what we heard today. Uh, we went back, truthfully, we, uh, Allie and I went on a bit of an excursion going back to get these, uh, they have these hieroglyphics, like jewelry, basically, where they'll spell your name in hieroglyphics. Uh, could be this, could be, can I have cheese with that? I don't know, but it, it, what it means to me right now is that it has my name on it. Um, and so I really... Tell, tell the people what it means. That's real. That's real. So... It just has my first uh, my first name, but it's bookended, which is Josh, as I'm sure well, some of y'all know. Either way, great to be friends with you. Um, but then it's also got, what is it, long long life and health, and I forget what the king stood for. Either way, I'm a king. That's basically what you should take from that. Um, but no, it was, it was just, we went back to that, and so Hassan, who had serviced the group when everybody else got theirs yesterday... Uh, I did not because I had a uh, camel injury uh, where I was trying to twist and make and, and get uh, a picture, and I strained my back, and I, like, could not. It was very humbling, as I just had a birthday. And I'm trying to, I had to, like, ice and do everything. I had to rehab. I'm good. I'm back now. But it was a, it was a tough, it was a tough 12 hours. You some pool exercises. Right. Yeah, I did. I had, had to do some, uh, some pool exercises. Yeah, it was all that. It was all that. Um, but he spoke very highly of Luxor. And Jules has been tirelessly planning the Luxor leg of the trip. So if you could please share a little bit of your experience. This is gone. She has searched planes, trains, automobiles, the whole nine yards. Yeah, this I think is a bit of an anomaly, but um, I've been spending so much time trying to plan this because at every single step, the first idea I had, and the second idea, and the third all fell through. So originally I was like, oh, well, floating down the Nile sounds like a great, peaceful 
thing to do. And Still sounds awesome. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, great. They've got cruises down the Nile. Let's check that out. We're only here for three full days in uh, Egypt, so it, it was actually too long to do a, a whole trip of floating down the Nile and then figure out a way to get back. So that had to be scrapped. Then we were like, okay, well, what about a car? We could rent a car. Well, it's a seven and a half or nine hour drive, depending on how... <laughs> How, what path you take, and so that's kind of out of the question, especially for how short a time we had. So then we switched to flights, which we thought we had booked two we weeks in advance. Up. Yeah, we thought. Yeah, we thought we we originally had. Um, it was a same day flight. Fly down in the morning, fly back at night, and then have a tour and meals and everything. They emailed us basically. We know what it was. They had they had booked standby flights, and so they were waiting to see if there was enough room. Um, and all of that was going to be 350. Then they were going to add an extra night fund or hotel for us to stay in at no extra charge, and then it ended up being a pump fake. Yep, because they just none of the flights that would allow for us to actually go on tour were available. So I think the only flights they had available was something leaving tonight and then coming back tomorrow morning, which just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, no. So then I looked into trains <laughs> because there are a lot of trains in Egypt. Um, they have stuff called sitting trains and then sleeping trains or seated trains and sleeping trains. And um, they have websites. The websites don't work so well, especially when you're trying to book for a group. They have phone numbers, uh, about five or six of them. Not all of them uh, have people who pick up, and most of them were cell phones um, of individuals. And then I actually ended up having to come down to the main train station in Cairo. Called At like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. strong six. Yep, yep. Very early in the morning this morning because we still didn't have anything booked as of last night. But the four of us were very committed to seeing Luxor because it's just where a lot of Egyptian history is. And it's, it's a, an incredible experience. And almost doing Egypt without it is... Pretty sad, I think, um, and unfortunate. So we were very focused on trying to make it happen. Um, and, yeah, so we ended up coming down to the train station, trying desperately to find someone who spoke English. Um, and it took us, De- uh, Derek Brown, uh, the guy who's asleep, and I <laughs> about an hour and a half to actually figure out how to find someone to help. And we finally got everything booked for four people on written tickets, like handwritten paper tickets. Um, thankfully, it was great and it worked. It's just a little bit more of an ordeal, not speaking the language and not having websites and phone numbers that work. Um, and you know what? We're in kind of a questionable train as as we record this now. But you know what? It's a means to an end. <laughs> the theme is throwback. There's that we have a we've written tickets. We have no no Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi whatsoever. No alcohol. No alcohol. Like it's just very, just very bare bones experience here. But you know what? It allows us to connect as a people together and reflect. So we've got we're an hour two, I believe. We got seven more. Yep. We're getting a time check. Is that yeah, fair? That's right. Nine twenty-four. We, we left at seven forty-five. We get in at five forty-five in the morning. So and then we're just gonna go. I've just heard that the the bathroom are kind of questionable as well, but it's cool. It's cool, because when we get in in the morning, we can we can rectify yeah, the situation. We got Purell and then the sanitary wipes. That's all you need. That's really, that's really all you need. That's really all you need. So, um, the, uh, the alternative, so Jules mentioned that you know, it's kind of, you, you can't, it, it, you should plan on doing Luxor if you come to Cairo, which you absolutely should. I mean, I think... Mm-hmm. You think Cairo, you think Giza, you think the pyramids, you think the Sphinx, which were amazing. And 
uh, I think I shared this with you guys. Like, Egypt has been at the top of my list since I knew what the world was. Like, I've always wanted to come here. It's like the just it, it, it feels very the apex of civilization to me, and it's like oh, yeah. you know this is where you have you have to be. You, it, those historical stories are are heralded, and you're told from when you're when you're super mm -hmm. uh, young, you know, walking like an Egyptian, which is probably culturally questionable. Um, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. So when we saw the <laughs> the pyramids yesterday, I think that was like I think the prior to that, the Taj Mahal had been my favorite. I think the pyramids took that over. And you shared with me, Ali, the, that um, a little bit about like the heights of the pyramids, right? Would you mind sharing that? <laughs> um, so the King's Pyramid, which is the Great Pyramid, um, is the most iconic and largest pyramid. His son, in an act of either pettiness or <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to enact his own sense of royalty, um, actually, his pyramid was erected on plateau that was a little higher than his dad's, although the actual pyramid is smaller, um, it appears larger than the Great Pyramid, yeah. which is interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, we had a great tour guide yesterday, Heba. Um, what was the name of the company? Do you remember? Um, no, that's a good, that's a good, I know, I'll try and look it up. We'll work on that. Um, but they they were just great. It was 30, 31 a person, and they legit tried to do so much with us that we had to curtail it and say, like, we're, we're good. Like, we're just going to go back to the hotel, right? <laughs> but we went to the, um, the pyramids first. Went out. She knew all the hot spots for the, like for the fire Instagrams, which has been a, a theme for this entire trip thus far. Um, then took us to uh, to ride camels. We rode rode the camels back. I jacked up my back, and then uh, but I finished out. And then we came back and went around to the Sphinx. Kicked it at the Sphinx. Went to Hassan's uh, the jewel the jewelry spot, and then went to aromatherapy. Uh, and you actually liked aromatherapy, didn't you? I you did. What was your favorite? What what was what was that all about? So, I was laid up, so yeah, I went. You, I went. you were out. <laughs> um, so apparently, a lot of the essential oils um, originate in in Egypt. So they actually sell the essential oils to big name perfume companies: Gucci, Calvin Klein, Chanel. Sweat, sweat, sweat. Um, the base of them are all these, these essential oils, and those companies add alcohol to those to make the perfume. So this is actually getting the rare essence of all of these different scents, um, which is pretty cool to sample them. Um, and they also have some flowers, like the lotus flower, the orange blossom that... That we also got to try. And then some essential oils like menth, which is the base of menthol, like in the Vicks Vapor Rub. Smelling like the pure mint, which I actually bought some to take home. Um, what does it smell really, like? It smells like big, like a concentrated Vicks vapor rub, but it really opens up your sinuses. Okay. Um, it helps with asthma and other ailments. And then the, I can let you borrow some. All you need is like three drops of water. Um, and then there was the, I think it's Mar. It's yeah. what? It's oh, a pain myrrh, really. Myrrh. Myrrh. Oh, yeah, there we go. It was very uh, Three Kings. <laughs> uh, myrrh and frankincense was in there. It was a lot. I always forget what the That's other the one was. Reliever. That we tried on your back. The pain reliever. Oh, what was that? 
Murray. That actually did help. I think it was Murray. It was Murray, yeah. Like, you heat it up with your hand. Yeah. Because I remember when I got up, I was in so much pain. I was like, I'm ready to go right now. And, yeah. It was solid, though. Just a little bit. Yeah, or a little bit. Yeah. So, it was actually the, I guess, the, the most fascinating part about the aromatherapy aromatherapy spot that we went to was that it was 300 years old. Yeah. Family owned and yeah, run. Down so all the cousins were running it now and something that their great, 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 great parents had started. So just that historical context was pretty awesome. It was like very dope. They had the fire teas too. Uh, I had not Egyptian had, uh, yeah, Egyptian men and hibiscus tea. It was the first time I had hibiscus tea. You needed to drink it not down to the end because that's where all the sediment was and you will, you might have a flower sprouting in you. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? No, I couldn't find the name of the tour company, so we can do it the next one. Okay, we'll follow up. We'll put it in the yeah. put in the show notes. Um, but the point is, it was we did all that for thirty for thirty bucks, basically, mm-hmm. and it was thirty bucks per person. We had a, we had a group of we had all ten of us were there, um, and it was just it was it was very very dope. Um, she was adding historical some historical context, but it was like a nice blend of historical context and just like this is what it is. Enjoy. Um, it was great. Camelback, listening to Gucci Mane in the desert. Lovely. We got kicked out of the pyramid because we climbed too high and went rogue. Uh, moral story, ask no questions, and I tell you no lies. So just just go. Um, but all, all in all, it was, a, it was a great day. And then um, our hotel, I really just think we're doing like a really good job of maximizing uh, the trip, like being able to go down to Luxor and then like come back. We're going to cut it pretty tight on the way back because this train is going down um, to Luxor. We told you we get in at 5 in the morning. We'll spend the whole day and then we'll hop on a train at 8 p.m. and then get at 6 and then we're flying to uh, Israel at 10. So, oh, we got the grease leg. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. How can I forget about Athens? <laughs> Tell me about that. Are you excited about that? I am excited. Um, so after we leave Cairo on Friday that? morning, we will head to Athens for a layover. I think we have seven hours, seven or eight hours. I believe. Like, so. Um, so we'll hit some of the hot spots. And hopefully Josh can bring out his drone that he didn't get to use in Cairo. They fooled me so <laughs> tough with this damn drone. So I, I, I mentioned on the in the last episode, like I was super hyped because I had my drone. I transported all this way. It takes up a lot of surface area in my bag. It was, it was, it was a, a labor of love. I pull it out. I go through security right before you walk out and see the pyramids, and I get halted. I'm like, I know what this is. So another bullet train that was going past us. Um, and so they halt me, and they tried to, like, keep it. I was like, nah. Uh, Heba, our tour guide, like, went to bat and was like, because they were just going to hold it, which I wasn't really tripping over. But she was like, she let me hold it. Uh, let me keep it. But she was basically saying, like, don't pull it out. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but the five, I mean, the pictures would have been so crazy if I would have had the drone. So I'm hoping that in Athens there won't be, it won't be seen as a weapon of mass destruction. So that would be, that'd be real great. Um I lost my train of thought. You were talking about how tight our uh, trip is. Oh yeah, it's pretty tight. But we, we're we're maximizing. We're maximizing. What are you ex- Okay, it is. Oh, let's explore Egypt. So highly recommended. Let's explore Egypt. Um, Viator V I A T O R. It's a website V I A T O R dot com. It's a TripAdvisor approved website that kind of pulls in a bunch of different tour groups from different countries. Uh, this one, Let's Explore Egypt, happens to be one company that works with them and uses them. What made you select them? Um, 
honestly, I used Google and I used Google and I looked at it. I was like, all right, we want to ride a camel by the pyramids. And I just had camel ride at the pyramids in Egypt and all of these companies came up and I kid you not, I just clicked on every single link, read reviews, looked at pricing and kind of went and got information about the ones that I thought were more reputable, had them email me and they kind of just weeded themselves out as I went. And this one popped up and I didn't make the decision quickly either. I'll say like, I definitely like did all this over a week or so and, you know, let myself think about it. I read blogs and different things. I actually, I also am a big believer in the Lonely Planet books. Um, so I read what you should expect and what prices are fair uh, before picking. But um, the good news is for you guys, you don't necessarily have to do that because you now know that $30 is an unbelievable deal for what you got. So if you're getting just a camel ride for $30, just maybe think think twice if that's really you getting your best bang for your buck because actually you can also one of the other options we had was you can rent or i guess hire a guide when you get to the pyramids you can get yourself there so that's i don't what is that like a 30 minute car ride so it's however much you can finesse for that so maybe about 100 egyptian dollars probably um and then you get there and you can actually try and find someone to rent the camel from or they'll guide you while while you ride it but they always overcharge and they try and tell you it should be 150 or 200 and at, at that point you know you're just kind of piecing it together which you can do but you have to haggle you have to be comfortable with arguing a price and have some kind of leg to stand on so not many people like to do that when they travel um so that and that was actually something i read in blogs uh, for people who had done it and they were like look if you have a tough personality and you're okay with negotiating you don't mind walking away and taking some time go for it but it is a little bit of a hassle and the conversion rate is 18 European or Egyptian pounds to one dollar. So mm-hmm. we definitely are coming up on there. Although we did have a miss. <laughs> I wish Derek was here to talk about this. We're definitely <laughs> going to bring this back up. Yeah. Um, so the first day, so our sleep has been very irregular. Um, the first night we got in, <laughs> we got in at like eleven. Um, Justin was down by the the bar. We went up. Drive. Well, actually, we pulled up on him. He was outside uh, in all of his country grandeur, um, and we went up. Greeted him, went up, dropped bags, came down, started drinking. We didn't go to bed. We stayed up for another six, seven hours, uh, or for the for the whole day. So we we never went to sleep um, <laughs> until last yesterday at like six, six or seven p.m. I think is when mm-hmm. I, I started going down, and then other people <laughs> followed suit. Um, but we're sitting at the bar and we're ordering, we're drinking beers. I got like Dub Deuce, so 22 ounce, 24 ounce beers. Pretty, pretty solid value. Um, they're running about like $3, three, three American dollars, three, four. And then uh, we, we were like, okay, cool. Everybody's feeling good. People are becoming more quaint. And we're like, let's kick it up a notch. Let's go. 4 and get, Yeah, it was like, it was like four, it was like 4 a.m., something like that. And then um, D Brown was like, yeah, let's get, let's get, uh, let's get four, let's get four shots uh, or four um, beams. And so we get some bourbon going. Guy looks at us. We built a rapport. He's like, he's like, you want, you want to make it a double? We look at each other. We're like, yeah, let's make it a double. It's all good. Everything's cheap. We get that bill back. It was two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, two hundred. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit. It was two, but it was two twenty-six. Yeah, you're right because when you when you get the Egyptian bill because it's times eighteen, it actually said something like four thousand six hundred and fifty. Right. All three of all four of us were like, it's high as hell. It's high as hell. So we look at each other. We're like, what? in the world so it averaged out about 50 or 50 plus bucks a uh, a drink which is outside it was ridiculous i mean beam is beam is the well at some at some clubs and bars so to pay that for 
It's, it's asinine. It's asinine. And then you got guys. Then he didn't tell me. <laughs> so I go to the same bartender um, the next night, and I decide to have a nice little nightcap, a shot of Jameson. And I only brought a 20 down, 20 USD down um, with my uh, hotel key. And so I get the bill, and he's like, oh, that'll be $35. I said, a single. For what? For what? I just ordered one, one shot of Jameson. And he said, yeah, that's how much whiskey is in, in Cairo. I'm like, okay. It's ridiculous. Some, well, we had a thought today because the vodka, yeah, the, the the regional play. Oh, the regional, that's right. So, and we this is we haven't validated this. Yeah, it's a very it's a, just a theory, but uh, we know ninety five percent of the world's bourbon is distilled in Kentucky, um, and we are in Egypt. So, with the thought is that because vodkas are you know more uh, European based, that they're cheaper here. Don't know that, so I'll probably have to research that. If one of y'all knows, just let us know. But it, all in all, it was, uh, you know, yeah. stay with beer. Bring a couple extra dollars if you like whiskey. That's very real. That's very real. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Jules, what are you most excited about for Luxor? Oh, my gosh. You've, um, been, you've been diligent. Yeah. You have not fainted. <laughs> so, like, there are a, lot of, a lot of lesser people would have... I.e. the rest of us. Yeah, I, was, I, I was out. It was a lot of I. There was a lot of hurdles. I was committed. Yeah. We would have pulled it. Right. <laughs> it's legit. Legit. <laughs> and gone to a library, probably. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I love. I kind of similar to what Ali was saying about the pyramids um, and Luxor too. Um, I've grown up thinking Egyptian history is fascinating. I think what these what the civilization was able to accomplish so long ago with so little is remarkable. Um, I think the stories that they created and the reasoning behind building all of these temples and tombs is fascinating. Um, and I just, I think it's, it really is one of the wonders of the world. And you don't get to, in many countries, see these phenomena. And um, I also think it being in Egypt, a country that not many people feel comfortable traveling to all the time. Uh, I'll say that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's rare to be able to experience so many incredible pieces of a culture and a civilization's history in one place. And Luxor is a gold mine. I mean, the Valley of the Kings, like Ali mentioned, is there. Valley of the Queens, which, again, people don't know it because the Valley of the Kings is first. Most people have heard that Hatshepsut's, Queen of Hatshepsut's tomb is there. It's actually a memorial to her tomb, and I have not yet figured out why it's only a memorial. Yeah. Um, King Tut is obviously a part of that. And then there's a just a plethora of other things like uh there's a there's a, a avenue of the sphinxes and then there's something called the karnak temple there are tombs and temples to almost every single ramsey that ruled and that just scratches the surface and so um it's part and it's the, the city too is split between the east bank of the nile and the west bank of the nile so you literally take a ferry across to see it all most people try to do it in two days they've got some great guided tours that split the two in two days and there's wonderful hotels actually villas even that are so affordable i think we found some when we were doing research for 45 a night or 80 at the max and you get like a full two bedroom four beds because that's what we were looking at balconies and terrace and all this stuff and it's just a really interesting area and it's very affordable and i think I mean, I think we're going to be hard-pressed to do everything we want to do in the short amount of time we have, but it wasn't something we could come to Egypt and pass up, which I guess is why I was so committed (laughs) to trying to make this happen. Um, Yeah, so I think it's just, I I, I feel like it's going to be very overwhelming in the best way. Yeah. Um, And I think 
even though I've read about it, I think I really truly don't know and can't fathom what it's going to feel like to just walk through all this history. That's real. And that's what Hassan was saying, basically. He was saying, like, you'll have a lot of life's questions that you'll answer, or that you'll you'll ask, but you won't necessarily have answers for. Um, and even for him, I thought it was incredible that as an Egyptian, absolutely. he's still fascinated. Right. He's grown up in Giza with looking out to the Great Pyramid. His, he told us his family's home was right in front of the pyramid, and Luxor, to this day, still Absolutely, absolutely, which is wild. You touched on something. Um, so the other group, before we, before I jump into that, I'm not going to forget about that. The other group, for those of you who are curious about why why you have ten people but only four of y'all are there, um, they opted for Alexandria, um, which is famous for um, the largest library in the world. Five million books. Five million books. But I'm not a big reader, so I we so there was there was just low excitement on our end. I think initially there was a, a sense of sticker shock because this the original tour was about 360 a person or was 360 a person uh, doing this a la carte. The train, albeit a little dusty, is you know 160 round trip. We it curtails it cuts our hotel expense. And so we basically have been able to cut the trip in half because we'll spend the the balance on uh, on food and whatever else. We Jules has been studying tirelessly, so we'll put, we'll hop in, get to a cafe where his Wi-Fi put together, get finalize a game plan, and then go out and and uh, organize the sites that we want to see before we have to be back on the on the train. So. It's kind of like a cruise. It's kind of a cruise by train by rail. Yeah, okay, that's how. That's, a great way that's how I'm it. thinking yeah. about. That's how I'm thinking about. It. It's like it's a cruise by rail, dusty rail, but good, but, but but rail. So it's solid. Um, but you touched on something, and it was the fact that Egypt is. How many problems have we had since we've been? Here? True problems, like legitimate. Yeah. No. Not, not self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say. Because some of yeah, a lot of those. <laughs> the blooper reel is very real. Um, yeah, no, really not. I, I think, honestly, the language barrier yeah. is the biggest thing. And misunderstandings, but not in a in a safety concern right. way. And a lot of people are speaking English. English, like, yeah. yeah. And you can get you can get through with charades yeah. and general, like, <laughs> words. And so, I, I know personally, I have been gun-shy on coming to, to Egypt just because I've been believing Western mm-hmm. media. And then mm-hmm. I had, um, shout out to Shamir, um, uh, my very petite uh, Mama Miri, who is about 5'1", very uh, tiny human. Uh, and she came alone and was stunned in front of the pyramids and I was like, I need to get my life together. <laughs> and was like was like we need to go. But I mean it's no secret that women are leading the travel movement and solo travel specifically. So uh, I just felt like I needed to step up to the plate and I'm, thankfully I had people who were obviously like ready and raring to go <laughs> as well. But yeah, I think it's it's helpful to know that there haven't been yeah. any no. any issues or problems. Actually, the most uncomfortable that you'll be in traveling to Egypt is having to say no yes. every 30 seconds when people want to sell, sell you something or provide you help for money. If they give you directions, expect to give them money. So... Um, they do anything. If they do anything money. for you, nothing is free in Cairo. Right. So uh, that'll be the most uncomfortable you'll feel. And Jules mentioned that doing one of some of her blog surfing. Uh, it is very real, like uh, tipping and all the things. Um, but you can haggle, mm-hmm. as has been previously mentioned. So it's pretty mm-hmm. solid. It's true. 
It's very true. We actually went to a, a mosque today. Is it Muhammad's mosque? Yeah, we didn't touch on it. Yeah, no, Muhammad's mosque, and then uh, we were going to go to the Egyptian museum, but ended up cutting that because we're going to see the history of Egypt. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, but one of the interesting things and a great example of having to haggle and just be patient was uh, we were, Derek and I, so that was where we split up. Derek and I went to uh, the bazaar and then uh, Josh and Allie went to go to. I had to get my bracelet. Yep. I had to get my hieroglyphics on. Yep. Um, and we knew that the Uber ride to the mosque was about 30. Yeah. Egyptian pounds and a couple it's a couple dollars in in US currency. Deeper um, them down. To yeah, because I mean they went they started off by saying 200. Oh. And then they said 150 and right. we were like absolutely not. Right. <laughs> like we will maybe do 50 or 60 because it's rush hour and right. there's a lot of stuff but like they they will absolutely try so the best thing to do is just know the price that you're willing to pay and don't let them pressure you into it because it's not like there are never there's never there's always someone else to step in. So for example, right. we managed to get one guy down to seventy five, and he was he was not budging from there. So we literally, with no other person in the vicinity that was close to us, and this was after I think Josh and Ali had left, um, we walked away. We were just like, sorry, no. In about five seconds, a man just materialized and goes, okay, how about 60? And we were like, oh, okay, 60. That works. 60 works. Someone totally different. And maybe he was listening. I don't know. But right. there is always someone who will be at the more reasonable price. Yeah, and that's a, a key uh, learning to keep in mind whenever you all are traveling anywhere, especially where there's, like, conversions to be made. Like, you have to know, have, a, have an anchor. Who I usually, I like to use a 20. To where I know like where it nets out like north or south of a, of a 20 and then you can usually just mm-hmm. estimate like how much higher or lower you'll be willing to go yeah uh, and, that, and then I mean haggling's fun like you need to get to the get some negotiation on you know like figure it out so it's a helpful <laughs> tool helpful tool yeah see what you can get <laughs> right um, so yeah so Muhammad's tomb was dope we did not do the Egyptian museum but that gives us more to come back to do. I think that's one thing I'm learning is that Egypt is has a lot more than I thought to offer, um, and so it may be a trip or two, like mm-hmm. coming coming back. Or if you are, we mentioned that we have three full days. Like it may maybe you stay for a week mm-hmm. and and only stay here. But you know we're trying to collect a few stamps. It's so. interesting because when I um, when I travel, I like to act local. Right. But I feel like in Egypt coming to something so historic you have to hit so many historical monuments and yeah you have to do the tourist things and i think when you come back you could really explore and kick it in the city i would uh, agree more local and backtracking a little bit, we were uh, definitely tourists in Paris. Uh, <laughs> we, went to, <laughs> we, had, we had 12 hours in Paris. Tourists. The was real fast. Oh um, we hopped off the plane and went to Loop, which was actually uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and had a little breakfast and then linked up. Shout out to Amanda. That was the 11th person as of right now. Um, she was on her own. European excursion, and so we ended up linking up with her for, for a hot second, um, and then went to the Louvre, and and then um, I was on a quest to see Mona. Like, I, I beat them. As soon as we got in, I was like, I bought the tickets on the plane right before we took off from the States. I was like, we're going to the Louvre. And then uh, went in and, and did the whole, did the whole, you dig. Uh, but after that, but before that, we went to um, the Eiffel. And Arc de Triomphe. And Arc de Triomphe, which you really wanted to see. Yeah, it's, just really, it's, a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful staple of Paris, and I, I think everyone has either would recognize it by name or by its picture. Right, right, Most picture. people would if they, if they've looked into travel. Absolutely. Um, but but to be honest, <laughs> the 
funniest part was how we chose to get there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Ellie, why don't you tell them a little bit about that? <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so Derek had the idea to try lime, which I had never heard of. And it's a essentially like a, a sharing service of scooters. scooters, motorized scooters. So in some cities, like in Chicago, we have Divi bikes, but um, I guess in I guess yeah, well, I'm in Nashville. I'm saying in Nashville and in Denver. Okay, so they're popping more, up. Yeah, different. It's Lime and Bird have been, and apparently Lyft has them or Uber has them as well. Which okay. Is, so, Lime was my compromise. I refused to get on a Vespa because I've already had a Vespa issue in France. So, um, I'm a little traumatized. So, got on the scooter. Derek. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So, Derek uh, showed uh, Julian, Jules and I how to uh, to operate them. And, and we were we were on the move. On the and I, yeah, Josh, Josh is all over the place. I think they get up to like 15 miles per hour. They go pretty fast. We took our time. We made sure we knew what we were doing. Um, so Jules was navigating, and, uh, and was with some <laughs> with some backseat <laughs> some backseat drivers trying to help her, and uh, yeah. So first casualty. So as Jules is trying to get us to the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, she was really adamant about making this left turn into traffic <laughs> and trying to get the group to follow. Everyone and went she <laughs> everyone went straight. She went left, and there was a car that uh, she didn't see, apparently. Now, what, and, what were you trying to do? What, what were you trying to... I've, there's been a couple of accounts, but I want you to be able to defend yourself. What I saw, because I went rogue and just went straight, I saw you turn and say, guys, and then all I saw was a car, heard a horn, and XYZ. Derek said that you were trying to press the brake, and you revved it instead, and that's what put you on somebody's hood. Well, so, we did need to go left, per the directions. However... (laughs) (laughs) Shade. Shade. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, he's he's right. I just completely mixed up the... the, With... (laughs) I think there was a lot of variables going on, and it was the scooter, and having not ridden a scooter in, like, two or three years, um, the added variables of holding the phone and trying to navigate and trying to read the signs, and then just not reacting well when all three of them just zoomed by and then trying to communicate, wait, no, that's not right. I just, instead of braking and left-handing, like, squeezing my left hand, I squeezed the right, and it just went. (laughs) She's good. You got hit by a car. I got tapped. It was just a little... It was a love tap. It was a hip tap. That was for sure. Um, I tapped it back, so it was fine. But (laughs) that was all all good. And just side note on this, too. um, Where we were was not a short scooter ride or short walk. No. It was like a 45-minute walk, and it would have been like a 10-minute, 15-minute car drive. It was, it was cold. It was cold. A but 25 to 30 It was great ride. for the experience. It was, it was great for the it experience. Was, was, we pulled up to Arc de Triomphe on scooters. on scooters, dropped them, and were able to go. Then we had to play Frogger to get across, well, but not before. Allie took a tumble as well. Yeah. Well, scootering on cobblestones? That's so easy. <laughs> not easy at all. Hmm. So, Would you yeah. like to tell your story? Um, Sure. So, I guess it was my turn to add a blooper to the trip, and uh, yeah, so we're zooming. At this point, we're all good. We're cruising. We've figured out the directions in the streets, and um, 
yeah, there was a pile of wet leaves, and <laughs> I I had to make a right turn on those leaves, and the just just yeah just. <laughs> just slid out and the scooter laid down and I laid down with it in the middle of the street. And there was a kind uh, Frenchman in his truck. He looked down at me and said, ooh, mademoiselle. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. <laughs> there, I, so I saw um, none of these, uh, which lets you know where I was at uh, and not helpful. Uh, but Derek saw both of them and he was inconsolable for unconsolable for, for both of them and I was just like what are you laughing at and he was like she was going to hit my car just going to hit my car. I just fell she just went down and I was like are they are they okay he's like yeah they're fine they're fine I mean tears like he's crying and the funny part about that is I tried to get up fast enough so he went and, <laughs> and I couldn't that did not work that did not work so I don't know so we've had, we had a good time this far um, we've got this has been a helpful distraction because now we are, I think, solidly moving from hour two to hour three. Um, and yeah, so we'll holler at you guys once we, probably after Luxor. Um, and then we will definitely, I think this is going to materialize itself in like a three to four part series because um, we still have Athens. We'll probably do Luxor. Right. What you say? That feels right. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, thank you. I think so as well. <laughs> um, I think we'll do Luxor and Athens and then have a full episode on Israel. And that'll be it. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.